Hello, my beloved, and welcome to today's Body Light Business Podcast episode. I am your host, Aurika Valen, and today I am so obsessed with our conversation because it is going to entail some tough love. <laughs> I don't know how about you, but I personally love some good, tough love because I just love seeing my blind spots. I love to get to know my shadowy areas that want to be integrated. And let's be honest, you know, when we're running our business, there is a lot of shadow work that's happening all the fucking time. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about who is running your business. Is it your mood or is it your vision? We're going to talk about the difference of being just a person selling things online versus being a CEO of your company. And in today's episode, we're also going to address this union between strategy and energy as it relates to business in a really beautiful and practical way because as you know often there's this debate happening in the business coaching industry is it energy or is it strategy what matters more how do we you know balance both of them and in today's conversation we will find a pathway to become a truly potent empowered ceo of your company by bridging both energy and strategy so one thing that I learned over the years as a business owner is that actually I am not my business. It was a hard one <laughs> because I was so identified with my business because of course it's my soul's work. So I thought that I am my business. This is who I am. This is my identity. But this belief actually became an obstacle when it comes to me running my company in a really sustainable way. So I had to separate my business from myself and this way i got to create business growth that was not impacted by the daily changes in my mood or in my personal life so let me tell you a story <laughs> i'm feeling a little funny and sassy today as you can tell <laughs> so i invented a new archetype i call it the disappearing coach and i definitely base this archetype on my own experience so yeah if you notice that you may be fitting into this archetype i'm saying this with my utmost love and respect so in my past launches mo mostly my first two years of my coaching business i would go so full power during my launches that afterwards i would have literally no energy left to keep on showing up afterwards. Yes, of course, I would always deliver the program that I had just launched, but when it comes to showing up on social media and serving and creating a new program and maybe launching a new program, I just had no energy left. So I would launch one program, I would deliver it and then take a break and then create and launch the next one. And it was working, but at the same time, you know, my business was kind of capped a specific amount of income because I was capping my energy because I was going to full power during my launches. So this is where the disappearing coach archetype comes in. So this happens when we go so full power during a launch, we end up using up our energy reservoirs in two weeks or three weeks. And then by the time the launch is complete or even before that, we have no energy left. So then I would disappear, as I said, from my stories, from creating trainings, from serving my people for a week at a time. And I would maybe share about, you know, my life in Bali at a time. I would share, you know, what I'm doing in my personal life. But when it comes to being an entrepreneur, being a service provider, being the CEO of my company, I was not really living that role. 
So there was little consistency and basically zero sustainability in my business. And it took me a long time to learn how to pace myself when I am launching a program so that I would always have consistent inner resources so that when I finish launching a program, I feel as energized as before. And as of now, I am delivering usually a few programs at the same time, group and one-on-one. I am launching something else. And also I am creating another program at the same time. Why? It's because I have created a habit of pacing my energy out and also always prioritizing the health of my nervous system and also nourishing my body so that I always feel resourced no matter what. And in case you want to go deeper into this work, in July, I am teaching The Luscious Entrepreneur, which is a three-week immersion for you to create consistent inner resources as a way to create consistent outer business results from clients to launches to content to revenue, right? And half of the program will be dedicated for you to learn how to cultivate those inner resources, to feel replenished, to feel resourced on a consistent basis so that when you show up in your business, you're coming from a place of overflow, from a place of wholeness as a woman so that you don't need to take a vacation from your business unless you take it from a place of, you know, joy and rest. So coming back to our conversation about the disappearing coach, what happens with the disappearing coach archetype is that we end up relying on our mood, on our inspiration, on our hype in order to create, serve and work. And so I'll give you some examples. It's posting only what's alive in the moment or posting only when we are feeling inspired. This will also mean maybe starting a piece of content, but never finishing it because we got distracted. We, you know, we lost our energy or inspiration, and then we just end up having a bunch of posts which are not finished or published. This also includes going down the spiral of our emotions for days at a time and then ghosting your business. This also includes cursing, structure, backend, resisting systems, which is a different conversation. It's totally fair enough if there is, you know, some wounding or fear around maybe burnout or authorities and structure and systems. But this is also related to us dropping the ball, you know, when we're feeling maybe very emotional, something's coming up in life, and then we don't have the systems that could hold us and hold the business as we need to maybe take a break from working. And then lastly, when we are working from this highly chaotic place, which can be also very exciting, but you know, it's just not sustainable. We also don't really have this strong internal anchoring, this masculine center, this spine, you know, that holds us. And then we end up chasing external metrics or validation as a way to keep on showing up as a way to have some kind of energy that will maybe inspire us. So all of this to say that in case you're finding yourself in this space in your life, that's absolutely normal because most of us did not grow up, you know, having entrepreneurial skill set. We didn't grow up knowing how to separate our businesses from our personal life and from our personal moods. And this is where this conversation is going to go next. How do we actually step up as CEOs of our company so that our mood is no longer running the growth of our business? So the thing you want to look at is your vision. 
your vision wants to be bigger than any excuses and resistances. Your vision could be related to your why. Like, why is this so, so important to you? So important that you wake up in the morning and you feel excited to go and change the world, right? So you always want to be so deeply connected to your vision. And at the same time, in case you're not feeling inspired, that's absolutely normal. I am writing a book. It's now, by the way, almost complete. I am so, so happy. I would have never finished my book had I relied only on inspiration. So I actually needed to build a habit, a creative habit where I sit down, learn how to focus, learn how to shift my energy so that even though I'm not fully inspired, I can still tap into source. I can still feel what I call the pulse of the goddess in my heart, which is the place from which I write. So as a CEO of your company, it is your responsibility to learn how to ignite inspiration and flow states. When I say this, I definitely do not mean to push through ever, but it's about shifting your energetics in the moment when you don't feel like doing something. So in my case, I'll be very honest, I'm still not exactly a fan of doing taxes and dealing with banks. And as you know, I recently fully relocated to Austin, Texas after being a nomad for so many years. And it's been so many bureaucratic processes for me to get my visa, for me to open up the bank accounts, for me to recently escort my company. And it's been truly a lot, like so much time, so much of my bandwidth. I've definitely spent nights being awake and worrying about, you know, taxes and things like that. And so when I have to sit down and do those things, I definitely feel resistance. Absolutely fucking yes. So here I am not talking about, you know, fake hype or doing jumping jacks to feel a little bit energized. I'm not talking about listening to positive affirmations. I'm talking about something much deeper. I'm talking about truly tuning into what your body is needing in that moment. I'm talking about connecting to source. And this is why I am so obsessed with marrying somatic work and business strategy. They go hand in hand. And as you know, I am primarily a somatic tantra practitioner. This is my dharma. This is one of the biggest whys of doing this work for me is learning the language of the body and using it in different areas of our lives from our relationships to our business. So my body always comes first. And this is why in case I'm feeling resistant to doing something that I know is a needle moving task in my business and something that can be delegated, I know that my body is where I find the answer quite literally. So for example, come back to the conversation on taxes. If I notice that there is a major resistance that is showing up as a pattern and it's actually leaking my energy because I am thinking about it, but I am not doing the thing. It's a leakage of my precious life force energy. I will take some time to do a deeper somatic practice where I will go through the layers of my body to understand what is the deeper pattern, the deeper belief around the system authorities, me feeling that maybe the system could somehow take my money away or beliefs such as no matter how much I make, I always have to, you know, pay my money back in taxes. I definitely had this belief in the past. So I will work through my beliefs semantically and go to the very core of those beliefs, release them, 
not just mentally, but somatically, including using breath, sound, and movement. And then eventually I will replace those beliefs with new ones, more expansive ones by which I want to abide in my life. And then I will take usually quite a bit of time, not just in the practice, but daily to truly imprint those new beliefs, those new patterns inside of my nervous system. Again, it's a bit too complex for me to teach this on a podcast. So I'm just giving you a very quick overview of how I personally do this work and how I teach my mastermind and my one-on-one clients to do this work. It's so, so potent. Oh, and by the way, I did not even think about this, but actually in my money program, The Pulse of Wealth, I am teaching multiple high-level somatic practices that are very much in-depth when it comes to you working with your nervous system, releasing your beliefs and patterns somatically and changing them with new beliefs and new patterns, specifically as it relates to money and wealth. So I highly, highly recommend that you explore this program. It's absolute gold. The Pulse of Wealth contains four video recordings and I believe 10 audio activations all related to the relationship between money and the body. Okay, so come back to our conversation. I will repeat this once again. If you're not feeling inspired to do something and you cannot delegate it and it's still a needle moving task, you will want to shift your energetics somatically so that you find an openness inside of your body to actually do what you need to do. So in essence, I will not use my mood or my emotions or lack of inspiration to drop the ball and ghost my business, but I will get very curious about the resistance. And this way, when I lean into the resistance somatically, I get to liberate new layers of inspiration, new layers of flow states and new understanding about who I am as a woman and also my values and belief systems as a business owner. So May I leave you with this reminder that at the very core, you want to have consistent inner resources to create consistent outer results. And this is how we start creating a sustainable business where you do not burn out, where it's pleasure flowing in your veins and not adrenaline. And over time, this will create sustainable outer results, such as your DMs filled with client requests. Maybe it's recurring revenue. Maybe it's feeling more consistent with your content. And these things are just vital if you want to create a business that has a long-term vision that is fueled by consistent energy. So my prayer for you, beloved, is that you get to create a business that feels so spacious, energizing, and also peaceful. A business that leaves you feeling not just well-paid, but also well-rested. A business that follows your values, your lifestyle, but not the other way around. And the place where you get to start creating such a business is the Luscious Fempreneur, which is my three-week immersion that will help you to return to the natural state of vitality, overflow, and peace as a business owner so that you feel so reinvigorated to keep on showing up with your business and create the most sustainable results yet. So in case you want to join the immersion, feel free to send me a DM. I will be so, so excited to have you inside this program. And in this immersion, we're going to have space for both the energetic and also the strategic component. So the energetic component is going to be about how to create the resources inside of your nervous system, how to start prioritizing your pleasure, how to feel spacious in your life, to also have the time to show up for the people that you love, meaning that you get to balance your personal and love life with your business. 
In the second part, we're going to look at how to create a business that is here to create sustainable results. How do you get to increase your standards as a CEO? How do you get to have stronger boundaries, protect your life force energy, be more focused so that you get to create more results by working less? So these are the very final words from my heart to yours to really end this podcast about who is running your business, your mood or your vision. So remember that you are the CEO of your business. And yes, you want to take action that is aligned with your body every single day. But at the same time, you don't want to be relying on your inspiration or your mood to run a company. And as the CEO of your company, it's always your divine responsibility to create the right circumstances, to know how to shift your energetic state and again, to take most potent but deeply aligned action, not out of obligation, but as your artistry, as your devotion, and as your service. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, and I will see you in the next episode.